Chapter Twenty Two of Judge Burnham's Daughters. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Judge Burnham's Daughters by Pansy. Chapter Twenty Two, Days of Privilege. Judge Burnham, she said, beginning as was her habit without circumlocution of any sort. I am going to send for Minta today to come to her sister. Seraph mourns for her and ought to have her wish. I will wait until you have gone to town for the day, if such is your desire. But even that, I think, is unwise. However much she may have displeased you, Minta is still your daughter, and this is her father's house. He interrupted her hastily. I have explained to you, Mrs. Burnham, that she is from henceforth no daughter of mine. His wife's voice was very steady, having that determined quality in it which helps to calm some forms of excitement. But that, Judge Burnham, is simply nonsense. Of course you and I know that the parental relation is not one which can be put on and off at will. Minta is a disobedient and ungrateful daughter, if you will, but she is still your daughter, whether you will or not. You can treat her as though she were nothing to you, but that will not destroy the relationship. It will be simply yielding to the desire to act an unnatural part. Still, I do not ask you to send for her, unless you think you ought. I simply say that I am going to let her know today how ill her sister is, and ask her to come and see for herself. And what if I say that, as this is my house, and I am supposed to be its master, I forbid any such proceeding, that I decline to allow her to be invited here on any pretext whatever? His wife came toward him and laid her hand on his arm with a little caressing movement peculiar to herself, and not often indulged. She was an undemonstrative woman. Even then, she said very gently, I should disobey you, because I know your true self better than you do, and I know how swiftly the days are coming when you would bitterly regret such words. Seraph is very ill, Judge Burnham. She is failing rapidly. It will do no good to blind your eyes to this fact. She has never been separated from her sister before, and she misses and mourns for her. It is unnatural and cruel not to allow, and even urge Minta to come to her, under such circumstances. No one will see this more plainly than you one of these days. It is simply that you do not realize how short the time is. His lips quivered almost beyond his control when he spoke again. I have not meant to be cruel, but I have been cruelly treated. Any father would admit that. Still, as you say, we do not want to deny Seraph anything, though I cannot think she is so ill as you suppose. She seemed to me quite bright this morning. I will lay no commands on you, of course. I did not mean that, but there are certain things that must not be expected of me. If Minta personally cared for my forgiveness, she could at least ask it, could say that she had done me grievous wrong, and I do not think until she does so much that I am called upon to notice her in any way. The invitation for her to call here must not come from me. It must be distinctly understood that I do not endorse it. I merely tolerate it for Seraph's sake. And one command I will issue— that man whom she calls her husband must not step his feet inside my doors. His voice had grown stern again, 
and as he had already made more of a concession than Ruth had expected, and as she could see no reason why any consideration should be shown the man who had deliberately carried out a plan to rob a home, she made no reply to this other than a general one that of course she would carry out his wishes as well as she could, and went away to write her note to Minta then, to tell Seraph what she had done, and to regret for the next four or five hours that she did any such thing. It became apparent that Seraph had missed her sister more than any of those about her had realized, and the hope of seeing her, coupled with the thought of the long waiting that there must still be, unnerved her to such a degree that the doctor, when he made his morning call, was alarmed at the state of her pulse, and scolded the nurse roundly for allowing her charge to be excited about anything. All this added greatly to Ruth's anxiety and dismay, when the messenger who had been dispatched with her note returned, bringing a written reply instead of the girl for whom she was now anxiously watching. It was addressed to herself, and was brief and to the point. Mrs. Judge Burnham, Madame, I will not take time to thank you for the extreme courtesy of your remarkable invitation to my father's house, nor to explain to you how fully I recognize your skillful hand in it all. I will simply say that the invitation must come from my father, and must include my husband, or it will be paper wasted. I will venture to send my love to Seraph, and to hope that she will soon be well enough to ride into town and visit me, when I will promise to give her a much more cordial greeting than I should evidently receive in my father's house. Yours in vivid remembrance, Minta Burnham Hamlin. Over the contents of this letter Ruth stood appalled. What was now to be done with the excited invalid? Judge Burnham was away for the day. She did not even know just where to reach him, nor indeed, if he were at home, could much be expected from him immediately on the receipt of such an epistle as that. While she was still in a state of wretched indecision as to how to manage, Susan came in search of her. Seraph had asked for her, and seemed restless over her prolonged absence. So Ruth went at once and was immediately questioned. Mama, you have had some word from Minta. I can see it in your face. Won't you just let me read the letter for myself if she wrote? I understand Minta so well. Things that might sound strangely to you would be plain to me. Will you let me have it, Mama? All this was so unlike the seraph of Ruth's acquaintance that she felt half bewildered and without more ado gave the letter into her hands. Then, during its reading, tormented herself as to whether this were not the very worst thing that could have been done. There was a heightened color on the girl's cheeks when she gave it back, but her voice was steady. Never mind, Mama, that was a pretty hard letter for you to read, but there is more than Minta involved in it. He will not let her come. I understand how it is. He has a very great influence over her, and he is selfish, intensely selfish. I used to tell her that, before I knew that she cared for him so much. She does care, Mama. It isn't all naughtiness. We will let it go for the present. She does not understand, you see. She thinks I am going to get well and come and see her, and she thinks if she holds out, Papa will receive him, too. In a few days, perhaps, we can make her understand how it is with me. 
I would not send again, mamma, for papa's sake. It is very hard for him, too, and I am so sorry. How very different things get to looking in a few weeks' time. We have both made it very hard indeed for you and papa, and we did not dream it. You must remember that, mamma. We did not understand at all. We were fools. I wonder if Minta will wait until she lies where I do before she realizes it. That was one reason why I wanted to see her. Never mind, said Ruth in her turn. Do not think about it any more now. You are tired, and I understand. I understand much better than you suppose I do. There are two sides to it. I, too, was a fool in many ways, and, like you, I did not mean it. Then she stopped and kissed the girl for the first time in years, and her eyes were filled with tears, and her throbbing heart said, If we could only begin all over again from the beginning. Seraph was quieter after that. The sense that Minta had refused to come to her, and had replied only with insulting words, seemed to tone her impatience to see her. She counseled waiting for a day or two. I will write her a little note myself tomorrow, perhaps, she said, if I am strong enough, and then she will understand better. And I do not blame Papa for not wanting that man to come. I never knew anything of his plans. I did not think he would dare to do as he has. Papa understands that, does he not? And Ruth assured her tenderly that Papa had no words of blame for her. But Seraph thought much about it all. This was evident from the words she frequently spoke to Ruth, never to anyone else. Mama, people do not mean all the things they say. You know that, don't you? I don't know, but you do. I have come to think so. That time you said you were sorry for me, do you remember, when you told me about Estelle? I know now that you meant it, but I didn't think so then. And I said things, many and many a time, that I did not mean. I did about her. I pretended not to care, and I said it was a little matter. There was not any of that true. I understand, said Ruth, and her voice was very humble. She had not understood, she told herself. She had not understood this girl at all. She had called her simply heartless, when perhaps her heart was breaking. There was another who insisted on knowing just what had been done about the summons to Minta, and on seeing her reply, and had tossed it down with a haughty, That is just what I expected. I hope you have sufficiently humiliated us before her, and will be content to let her take the road she has chosen. Seraph says she cannot now do as she will, interposed Ruth meekly, but her husband answered her only by a sharp, Nonsense! and remembering Minta's determined will in the past, she said no more. It is possible that these two would both have been wiser could they have heard the words that passed between the young husband and wife on the receipt of Ruth's note. She had worded it carefully, trying not to give offense, and at the same time to make plain to the girl that she must come alone, and the husband had thrown it aside with much more vim than Judge Burnham used with the reply, and had said in an angry voice, Insufferable woman! If it were not for her, you would be in your rightful place in your father's house. The idea that she should dare to tell you that you may come home, but you must come alone. If you do not resent that with scorn, you are more of a coward than I take you to be. 
I wonder if Seraph is really very sick," faltered the wife. " Do you hear nothing about it in town ? Couldn't you ask some one ?"" Sick ! Of course she isn't. It is simply a ruse to get you away from me, and then proceed to crushing me. That precious father of yours could do it, and would like nothing better, especially with your lovely step mother to crowd on." " Oh, but, Harold, you said yourself that papa withdrew proceedings against you, and that that was the reason you could stay in town." " Yes, and why did he do it ? Because I was sharp enough to get hold of you. He would have crushed me as willingly as he would a worm, but for that. If it had not been for his impertinent interference in my affairs, I would never have gotten into such an intolerable scrape. He may thank himself for the publicity of the whole thing. But his name is involved now in spite of himself, and a man like him, who is all but consumed with personal vanity, will do a good deal for the sake of shielding one who belongs to him. I tell you, Minta, I understand all this perfectly. He has a deep-laid scheme to separate us and to ruin me. He has power enough to do it, even though I am not to blame, save in supposing that he had a heart. I don't depend on that organ any longer, I assure you, but I do on his pride. When he finds that you can be as firm as he thinks he is, and will have all or nothing, his consuming desire to appear well in the eyes of the community will get control, and he will receive us both in the way he ought. Send back such an answer as this letter deserves, and wait patiently. I know the world, and your precious father has a very large share of it grown into the place which he calls his heart. I do not believe there is anything the matter with Seraph but a severe cold. In fact, I know there isn't. She can come to us in a few days, and that will do much to smooth the way. It will not look well to have the daughter on familiar terms with us, and the father not speaking to us. But there is one thing to remember. This last sentence was added with gathering sternness, as he saw the look of doubt and anxiety on Minta's face. Mark my words, if you condescend to notice them in any way, so long as they ignore me, you choose between us and must take the consequences. I say that distinctly, knowing just what I mean, and you know that I am a man of my word. He a man of his word, and moving at large among men simply because of the forbearance of those to whom he had been false. His wife knew this, or at least knew that he was in disgrace with business men. He told her that he had been unfortunate, and that it was her father's ill will that had forced evil upon him. But she was painfully conscious of the fact that there were men whom her father's ill will could not injure, and that there was something very wrong about it all yet with the strange and pitiful inconsistency of the human heart, she felt for this man whom she yet could not quite respect, a sentiment which in her ignorance she named love, and it held her in submission now while she wrote under his guidance, and partly at his dictation, the letter over which Ruth had stood appalled. Yet she cried when her husband left her alone, bitter tears, and wished she could see Seraph just for a few minutes, and judge for herself whether she were really ill, and, altogether, was miserable enough to have moved the pity of a harder-hearted man than Judge Burnham. For several days following these experiences, 
an apparent change for the better seemed to be taking place in the sick room. Seraph appeared stronger than she had for some weeks, and her appetite, that had almost entirely failed, returned. And her father, each time he saw her, remarked upon some token which was to him evidence of returning health. As for Mr. Satterley, he began to talk hopefully of the marvelous effects that a prolonged stay in California, or in the far south, frequently had on invalids, and to hint that in a few weeks Seraph might be strong enough to take the journey by easy stages, and only the doctor and the professional nurse fully realized that they were simply passing through one of those deceptive lulls so common to the disease in question. Meantime, Susan received an earnest summons back to her post, and Seraph agreed to her departure with a quiet smile. We shall miss you very much, she said cheerfully, but I do not need you in the terrible sense that I did before you came. A few weeks make such a difference in things. Everything is different. Mama and I can manage nicely together if you ought to go. So Susan kissed her, long, clinging kisses, and whispered goodbyes and went away and Ruth spent long hours to be always remembered afterwards in that sick room. There was often about the room now an atmosphere which awed her. It was growing so increasingly apparent that a presence, unseen, yet potent in his influences, had taken possession, and was steadily transforming this life. There were moments when Ruth would stand looking at her charge almost reverently, absorbed in the thought of the coming changes. She is going away, she said to herself. In a few days she will see the Lord and talk with him face to face and be with him forever and ever. A few weeks ago she did not know him at all, and now she has gotten so far ahead of me that sometimes it seems as though she already had speech with him such as I cannot understand. It is all very wonderful, and these are my days of privilege." and I may also make an exception of Mrs. Burnham, for she knew, as well as did the doctor and the nurse, that in a very little while Sarah Burnham was going away. End of chapter 22 Recording by Tricia G.